Hello, 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 and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm Hillary. And I'm Megan. And uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, Raphael Bob Waxman's, uh, Waxberg's, Waxberg's. Um, I should have researched this better. <laughs> um, a hit Netflix show, Bojack Horseman, which is... Or the sad horse show, as everyone knows it as. Yeah, yeah, that's that's truly, honestly, I mean, it's it's fa- the reason everybody knows it is that is because it's the most accurate description anyone can say of it. When I tell my mom I'm watching uh, an a, an animated show, she goes, "Oh, and what's it about?" A sad horse. <laughs> it's a show that centers on uh, Bojack Horseman, who is a washed-up '90s sitcom actor who has really been trying to make a comeback for ages. But really, you know, it has, is in the depths of depression, addiction, alcoholism, and basically is a is a bad person. Mob Saget, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I had a cough. Larry's <laughs> like, now we've got to delete this whole episode. You know what? Okay, I uh, this is gonna be me having like a dumbass moment, but I never realized that parallel, and now I'm just like, <laughs> and now you're sitting there going, I, I. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. No, it's not because oh, oh god, and now I'm thinking of everything differently. Okay. <laughs> I probably should have told you that before we started recording, but I had it in my back pocket and I was like, save it. Save it. Don't tell anyone you think Bojack is Bob Saget. <laughs> god, that's so real. So, um uh so uh Bob Saget Horseman. Um <gasps> Okay, sorry. <laughs> This is just um, a revelation episode, guys. Bob Bojack Saget. Um, uh, originally, uh, uh, originally started show business like as this bright-eyed, kind of bushy-tailed like guy, and got really sucked into this like awful lifestyle. And the whole series is—it's about a lot of things. There are a ton of characters. There's his manager, Princess Carolyn. There's mm-hmm. um, a woman who comes in, Diane who is going to ghostwrite his book and she ends up falling, uh, he ends up falling in love with her. And, uh, there's his arch nemesis, Mr. Peanut Butter, who is a Labrador retriever. It's, and it's amazing because, so this, this whole world is built on the concept of humans and anthropomorphic animals coexist and insects and fish all coexist together. Uh, and I mean, it's really interesting because Beastars is, is, very much, you know, only anthropomorphic animals, um, and there this creates this idea of, um, you know, it's 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 way it, B stars is is very much firmly in the furry category, whereas Bojack's firmly in the I watched an episode and cried myself to sleep for two and a half hours, uh, category. So it's not really like I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that Bojack's being claimed by people who are. Uh, invested in, in, you know, anthropomorphic animals so much as people who have depression and want to watch something that makes them feel better sometimes. Uh, yeah, people, <laughs> the people who are anthropomorphic animals are functionally human. They yes. are just, I mean, their uh, their animal traits are played up, uh, are played up, you know, like the bird, the bird paparazzi fly around. Like, yeah. there's a lot of horse jokes with Bojack Horseman. Um, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter has a notoriously short attention span, and is yes. like very and go- I, sorry. And his go optimism, uh, like his optimism, is that of a dog. Yes, exactly. When until he's revealed later to be kind of an asshole. But um. yes, exactly. I mean, this is going to be generic spoilers for a lot of the show. 
Um, we're not really going to touch on big spoilers with regards to, uh, you know, any major plot points other than themes of the show. So just be warned, guys, if you yeah, haven't seen um, there will There will be one or there will be one major plot point that we discuss, but it is a crux of several seasons. Yes. So, um... So even if you're on season three, don't worry. It'll continue to be a problem in seasons four, five, and six. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Now, my own history of the show, I, um, I've been, I've been spoiled for most of the show, so, like, I know what's going on, I can talk about it, like, it's fine. I'm still making, I'm making my way through season five right now. Um, due to an event in season three, due to Sarah Lynn, uh, Sarah Lynn was a child star that BoJack Horseman, um, worked with and kind of went along the path of Lindsay Lohan. She's, like, basically modeled on Lindsay Lohan. Which one was the, uh... There was a member of the Full House cast who uh, wasn't it Stephanie who um, who, who dealt with uh, issues with uh, addiction. It it was Stephanie, but um, Stephanie didn't have a music career like no, Lindsay Lohan fair, did. Yeah. I, I, I I'm just I'm just sitting here going Full House. It's Full House. They're all Full House. <laughs> it's quasi Full House, but um... it's it's just it's very interesting just to think about because. Uh, you know, you you don't really you don't really connect this the whole thing of the '90s with you know because the the big overarching themes like dealing with addiction and and you know not meeting expectations or or you know being taken advantage of as a young child it's it's all like there's there's so much stuff that the '90s stuff is kind of on the back burner for a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, so this character who was in the show and kind of grows up to be uh, like a major major addict. Um, ends up overdosing and dying, and she was a character that I really liked. And they weren't handling her death in season four. They kind of just, like, sort of touched on it, but not really, and it really bothered me. So that put me off the show for a little while. But I decided, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to come back to it, and it was worth it. Oh, yeah. And I will, I mean, the, the thing, the, what's wonderful about BoJack uh, is the last season, season six, absolutely does tie up that end it, it it doesn't i i you know without giving anything away it's it's it gives closure to the sarah lynn saga it gives closure to the herb kazaz saga it gives closure in every aspect that the audience wants it because you're right a lot of a lot of fans were upset with how it was handled uh they wanted that kind of immediate catharsis of knowing that so in in you know now this is a spoiler bojack is with sarah lynn when she dies and he waits and then he calls the police because he's afraid of being implicated in her death. Um, and it's uh, it's not a good look for him. It's not a good look for him. But Bojack is not a good person. It's, it's very much well established in the show that Bojack's a piece of shit. And Bojack's aware of how much of a piece of shit he is. And, uh, and so it's... Uh, you, you want you want to be able for Joe for Joe back um for Bojack to get punished for his actions, but uh it it you know it, it takes time. There's a slow burn. Uh, I mean, in Hollywood, how many decades passed where Harvey Weinstein was allowed to rape and assault women, and nobody said anything until 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 there was a movement to believe women, and that's sort of this this undercurrent of this idea that you know justice takes time when you're big and famous it's not mm -hmm. going to happen overnight it's not going to be something that, that you will be able to get that closure you so desperately want um yeah and the thing is it's like bojack is kind of he climbs to the top sort of again he's getting nominated for awards his life's back on track you know like 
a lot mm-hmm. of things are happening. And he's like in the second wind, the second prime of his life. And that's when, you know, that's when, you know, the shit hits the fan. Chickens is coming home to roost. You know, like, um, that's when all that happens. And good. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Get, get that money that you're, you're supposed to have and then have it all ripped away from you and you never get a job again. Because, like, I, I think a really good apropos example is uh, Kevin Spacey and All the Money in the World. Uh, he had gotten this very big role in a character that he was too young to play and they had to age him up with a shit ton of makeup. And then all of that information about how he assaulted a bunch of young men, including Anthony Rapp, uh, came to light. And Ridley Scott was like, Ridley Scott was like, uh, so we're just gonna reshoot his entire part. Christopher Plummer, are you available? And Christopher Plummer was like, yes, I am. Let me fly yeah, Christi- to wherever I've got to go to. Christopher was like, I have never done a thing wrong in my life. And we were like, <laughs> yes, we know and we love you. <laughs> we know this and we love you. <laughs> um, and it's, it's amazing because watching Kevin Spacey's Fall from Grace, for me, and this, you know, speaking as someone who was obsessed with House of Cards and, and loved every season, and uh, the last season without him was meh. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just meh. Um... And it was kind of unfulfilling because you didn't get that catharsis of a complete season. But it's also unfulfilling because Kevin Spacey's a narcissistic, nasty piece of shit. So, I'm sorry. That was angry. Um, yeah, so... But with Bojack, it's he's the exact same kind of way. He's he's very much the woe is me, pity me, I suffer. All Look at all of my pain. Look at all of my trauma. Look at all of my struggles. And then you have characters like Diane who are like, okay, it's not, your pain's not more than my pain. Like... And, like, we have Diane, who also makes mistakes. Like, she's she's not perfect either, but she's mm-hmm. willing to own who she is. Yes, absolutely. And, like, that's the, that's the difference. There are other characters in the show. Like, there's not a single character who is without faults and without, you know... I agree, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know... Like Princess, like Princess Carolyn is like addicted to her job in a way that is destructive to her life. Like she accidentally sabotages her own chances of having a child. Like, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's for me. So obviously, I, I just gave birth. I have a child now. Um, I think with Princess Carolyn, it, she really does talk about like she's a she's an an, an analogy for the the the, the struggle of being a, a woman who wants to have a child but also really wants to be successful in their career because you want to push back against that notion of the patriarchy that that you can either be good in your job or be a good mother you can't be either yeah um you can't be both i mean yeah and in the beginning and in the beginning she's wasting her time with bojack and she knows she's wasting her time with bojack but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to be alone and like like they're unbelievably bad for each other uh there's there's a there's a part of one of the episodes where Bojack asks her, why do you constantly help me? And she looks at him and she goes, uh, sunk cost, man. I've spent so much time already. May as well spend some more. And that doesn't cut to the core of me. Like, God damn it. All right, fine. I wasn't expecting to be called out via cartoon cat, but okay. Okay. It's such a, it's such, it's so indicative of so many women's relationship with like some men in their life, you know? Like, I feel like we've all had one or, like, one relationship in our life that has been destructive. Like, somebody who's all wrong for you. But, like, you keep helping them because you've already put in so much time. <laughs> yeah. And it's 
It's infuriating, I think, for the people, like, for the audience watching how much time Princess Carolyn is spending fucking around. You you get upset for her. You're like, come on, you're so much better than this, princess. We got you. Like, we want you to see you succeed. We don't want you to keep fucking around with Bojack. He's not worth your time. But how many friends have been in that situation where their friend will be like, um, yeah, so I'm back with Dylan. And, and you're like, yeah. stop. It. you hate him you told me he cheated on you with your sister and you're like yeah no that's true um but i mean we've already been together six years like what am i else am i gonna do um yeah. i'm 30 i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be young for much longer yeah and like and when she keeps sleeping with mr peanut butter and you're just yes. like stop <laughs> yes exactly and um that's not i mean i you know it's it's hard it's hard to uh leave i think toxic habits a toxic relationship because you really do believe that because you've invested so much time and energy mm -hmm. you just can't give it up at this moment now yeah no it's um it's really i i i think the, the treatment of women and i do really believe this is because of lisa hannah walt who um she's a storyboarder but she also contributes to like writing and stuff like that and she is uh the creator of Tuca and birdie so, um... Which is amazing, guys. We'll talk about that. We're, we're gonna do an episode on Tuca and Birdie, because that's a must-watch. Yeah, um, Tuca and Birdie, I also think, touches a lot more on the experiences of women with regards to mental health. Whereas Bojack, I think it's it's more of a collective, you know, not really specific to one kind of person. Uh, you know, Diane is a character, but it's not really about anything particular, like, that... Like, I think these struggles that Diane goes through, that Bojack goes through, this idea of how your trauma impacts how you treat other people, uh, it's it's a common thread throughout a lot of people. A lot of people will use their trauma as an excuse to be a fucking dickhead towards their friends and family. All right, and... let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's No, that's a great segue, because that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the fact that Bojack's childhood was horrible. Like, Absolutely. And it's, there's no de debating that it wasn't. Like, his mother and his father were in a loveless marriage. His mother basically hated him for all that was worth. And they he had this alcoholic father who was cheating on his mother. I mean, it's it, it kind of rings true to home for a lot of people, I think, in the sense that you, you're living in this house where you hate being there every second of every day. Yeah, and, like, Bojack knew that he was not wanted, like, he, and he has been searching, and this is the part where, you know, as much as I yell at Bojack, as much as I'm sort of like, god damn it, like, why can't you just improve yourself? Why do you have to be such a bastard all the time? I sympathize with him, because he is constantly searching for someone to want him as much as he wants them. And, mm -hmm. like, it's, like, whether that's platonically, romantically, whatever, he is always searching for that. Like, searching for that completion of experience, because he's never gotten that. And it's, like, it's sad. Like... Yeah. I... It, this is the thing. Is that... Is Bojack's past tragic? Yes. Absolutely. Does it excuse his behavior? No. No. Absolutely not. No, I'm not saying that it does. Oh, no. And that's what I think the point is of the, of the TV show. I think one of the overarching themes is that Bojack is, even when he tries to improve himself, he still, it, it, he uses his, his trauma as a crutch, as a fallback for when he relapses, when he, when he goes on benders. It's, it's a way to numb the pain instead of confronting the pain, which is hard to do. It is, it's impossible to do for some people, but it's, it, 
to just let a wound fester won't clean it. Sometimes you've got to shove alcohol in it and it burns and it stings, but it will start to heal. And Bojack refuses, I mean, alcohol he legitimately uses as a crutch uh, to to soothe those wounds. And instead of alleviating the issue, it just paint, it just kind of ignores it. And it's it's yeah. it's something that, you know, I think it touches true to a lot of people. For me specifically, I will watch any given episode of Bojack and go, okay, I got to take some time now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Often, often to, like the later seasons of Bojack, like I've, I used to be able to like zip through a season, no problem. But even, even though the episodes are like 20 minutes, like the latest are so plot heavy. There's like little to no filler there. And, like, I have to take a break. I have to be, like, <laughs> like... I, I, so I, me, I've been zipping through TV shows because uh, on on maternity leave, you just, I'm breastfeeding, so I'm just, like, sitting on a couch for 40 minutes at a time and just watching uh, all of uh, the newest season of Handmaid's Tale because I really enjoy a feel-good story. Um, <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> I... I truly just like watching, you know, just shit that I'm going to go, well, I can't watch this with a kid. So, uh, just might as well get it all out of the way. Um, and, uh, I watched The Boys season two with, like, a one-week-old, and I'm like, man, oh, man, I'm so glad you don't have a memory. Uh, and so the same thing with BoJack. You're kind of like, man, I am so glad she won't remember any of this, because if she did, she'd be like, Mom, remember that time when, uh, we were breastfeeding, and we just watched this one episode where, uh, you know... We were talking about how antidepressants can work, and sometimes it'll, you know, you'll, you'll, your physical shape may change, but it's okay because you're in a better space mentally, and you're like, I, wow, you're very, very, very well spoken for a three year old. Um, God, but, but yeah, and and I think the sixth season, if again, without going into too much spoilers, it's all about self improvement and taking these steps you need to do to make yourself into a more complete, more whole person. Uh, for Diane, she goes on antidepressants. She gains weight. That's something that is a... I hate to say something like, it's a spoiler, she's gained weight, but there's a lot of fan art and, you know, screenshots of the uh, show anyway. And and Diane has gained weight. But with her with her uh, new antidepressant regimen, she becomes she becomes more concerned with making sure that her emotional and mental needs are met and her relationships flourish her her work flourishes and she uh like what you know one of the one of uh, diane's big things is that she's a writer she likes writing she likes hit doing these hard-hitting pieces she likes talking about these really intense terrible subjects and uh at the end of the show she decides to focus on something a little less intense something a little bit more lighthearted, uh and it gives her this piece that and, and you know in her mind she had kind of written off the idea that she couldn't be anything less than serious a serious author with serious goals and serious whatever and it, you realize that she came to this place as a person to be like i'm a writer because i say i'm a writer i'm not a i'm not not a writer it doesn't matter what i write i i'm a writer because i write i'm an author because i i publish books and all this stuff and it's it's lovely to like watch. I mean, her and Princess Carolyn do really do get the justice that they deserve as characters. Their arcs close in a really beautiful way, and it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's really good. Like the fact that um, Diane is finally in a relationship that's not destructive, and like someone who fully supports her, but like doesn't try to like exert force over her life. Mm -hmm. Like just allows her to live as who she is, and like. Princess Carolyn gets what she wants, you know? 
she has a baby she gets married like yeah and it's it's wonderful it's wonderful to see i i think that um that the characters who struggle and then get their just desserts because that struggle is worth something i think it does lend itself to an idea that sometime someday it, it will be worth it who knows we can't predict the future we don't know but nothing sucks forever like unless you're trying to make it suck like bojack no he does not get his happy ending but bojack has actively been campaigning against himself for the entirety of the show he gets handed a, a lead in a television series and and there's all this recognition and admiration and he shits on it because he's not happy and he didn't have to work like he barely had to work for it princess carolyn was the one doing all the heavy lifting for that mm-hmm. and it's it's so that's what it is is you can find your happiness. It's just that quote that's really popular with the show. Um, it's the the baboon that's running and says it's hard, super hard, but but it gets easier. You have to do it every day. Um, yeah, and it's so it's so like something so simple is so hard hitting because at that at that point he's like. At that point, he's, like, at a really low point in his life. And, like... That's one of the first... It's his first season, right? Or the second season? I think it's the first? Yeah, because it's the... No, it's the first season, yeah. yeah. It's uh, because this, it's this uh, baboon is running uphill every day, and Bojack decides to do that. And he... And he tries it, and then he collapses, and the baboon goes, it's hard, but you have to try it every day. It gets easier, but you have to keep up with it every day. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's really funny that that theme came is just something that's constant throughout the entirety of the show. It's this idea that uh, recovery is not a linear path. You have to work towards it. And when I say recovery, I don't mean it in just an AANA sense. I mean it in the sense of of of, of, be, of feeling complete, feeling like you you're okay at the end of the day. Like you can close your eyes at the end of the day, go to sleep, and go, I'm okay. I, I think that's a place that Bojack brings the characters that need to get there too. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that like Bojack the entity, Bojack the show brings those characters there, but Bojack himself, I mean, sort of like, it's interesting that at the end of everything, the only person he has left for him is his arch nemesis. The only person he has left. Yeah. It's, it's also, uh, and they're meant for each other. They really are because Mr. Peanut Butter and I and, and I speak with I I love Paul F. Tompkins as a comedian. I think he's oh he's, he's so funny. He's been around for like decades. I used to be real into uh, Comedy Central back in the day, like back when it was like you know Comedy Central presents. And Paul F. Tompkins was one of those like mainstays on Comedy Central, and uh, and he's just so good as Mr. Peanut Butter because Paul F. Tompkins' voice just speaks to very, um, like, happiness, you know? Yeah, the thing is, and that's why, um, the happiness in his voice, it, like, belies, like, the frustration, the vanity, the, like, the sort of, like, the nastier parts of his character, and they sneak up on you, and it's so fascinating. It's so subtle. Absolutely. It's, I, I really, I really think it's one of the finer voice acting jobs on, I mean, like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a testament to the script, really, because that's how the character is written, but I really do think that, um, the fact that, um, the fact that 
he does passive aggressive so well. Yeah. I also it's it's so it's so amazing to me because Mr. Peanut Butter will have these lines of just complete clarity. Like he will acknowledge the issues that he is having as a dog. And then it will completely just like he'll he'll say it and then uh he just completely ignore the advice he just gave himself. He'll be like, Well that doesn't apply to me. I'm not saying it about me, I'm just saying it in general. Uh in one of the later episodes he's giving advice to a man uh who's talking about issues with his wife. But Mr. Peanut Butter is on wife number three, I believe, at this point. Or fiance number three. And um and he's just like he's accusing this man of all the things that Mr. Peanut Butter has done. And oh it's, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing because uh, there's a there's I think with Mr. Peanut Butter his I the idea to make him a, a golden lab and make him this overly happy character because dogs are overly happy. Um, it's it's even more so than that because uh, he's what's the right word for it? He's overcompensating. He has to portray this air of I'm okay, nothing's the problem, even when he does messed up shit. Uh, Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter are diametric opposites on the same wavelength. They're not, they're not uh, good people by any stretch of the imagination. But Bojack is stewed in misery, and uh, Mr. Peanut Butter ignores it. Mr. Peanut Butter pretends it's not there and it should go away. And whereas mm -hmm. Bojack focuses on it almost hyper intensely. Yeah. And that's why they're perfect for each other. They're each other's foils. Yeah, that is diametric, diametric uh, opposites on the same wavelength. That's the phrase you use. That yes. is brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> That's really good because it's super, super accurate. Um, what I find, um, uh, what I find so interesting about they both don't know what they're about, but in different ways. <laughs> yes. And they're also each other's biggest critics, I think. I, it, Which is why it's so interesting to me that Bojack just does not like Mr. Peanut Butter. Because it's like, the, and the reason is because Mr. Peanut Butter starred in the show that Bojack starred in just a little bit different. Um, and it's it's so odd to me that you would keep this kind of grudge against another actor for decades but i'm also aware that you know this is how hollywood works that you if there's two actors or two singers or two whoever's celebrities that just don't like each other they will spend literal fucking decades hating each other and the entirety of society is aware of it and you're just like Man, that sucks for you guys. I hope that money keeps you comfortable, though. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this imaginary battle. You guys are. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw out a crack theory right now. That I'm, um, I'm here for it. Like, brace yourself. Um, and it is something that I have thought ever since I watched um, the show, and I wasn't even looking for it, and it slapped me in the face. Um, I definitely think there's sexual tension between the two of them. And um, I you know, I definitely, definitely think there is. And, like, it's it's not like they ever would act on it. No. I mean, I think BoJack is... They're both creeps, to be honest. To be yeah, honest, no, I'm not saying it's a great creeps. thing. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right. Because I was, I was about to be like, I was trying to find like a, a good example of like Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter. Like, I think it's more the idea of misery loves company. And they're man, first, oh man, they're so unhappy that they have to spend each other, like all their time together. Their you first know. interaction is like, they are obsessed with each other, first of all. They are, absolutely. Like, um, uh, him, uh... 
uh, Bojack Horseman in the hatred way, and Mr. Peanut Butter in the sort of like I am constantly <laughs> what idolization yeah idolization i am constantly thinking about you you have to keep the phone line free in case bojack horseman calls like that's a literal thing from the show (laughs) i know and the thing with his like idolization of bojack or this insistence on having a friendship with bojack is it's it's really funny because i was about to like think about like there's a story that Patton oswalt told and Patton oswalt's one of the actors on the show he plays like five different characters um and I i i think it's I can't even remember exactly what the joke was, but it's um, he was invited to a premiere party uh, for some kind of film or television show. I cannot remember what it was for. And he was making a comment about how he was the only short fat dude, you know, in the entire room. Everyone else was super attractive and super wonderful. And and it just reminds me so much of the idea. And like everyone was very fake and, you know, like all that I guess, and that's where Mr. Peanut Butter is. He's he's hyper attractive and very fake, and Bojack is the exact opposite. I mean, he. I, I mean, I can't objectively clarify the beauty of an animated horse. I mean, okay. <laughs> to um, I have I have imagined them like I have like pictured them like if they were humanized, and like Mr. Peanut Butter is definitely like Botox to the max, works out all the time. Yeah, like. Whereas Bojack Horseman is kind of more of a Patton Oswalt kind of guy, except an asshole, because Patton yeah. Oswalt's great. <laughs> I I really do think one of the things that's, you know, aside from themes of the show, the cast is, I mean, I just don't know why Amy Sedaris is not in more shit. Like, oh, why are we not putting oh, her in everything ever? I want is, her to have an Oscar and Emmy, a Golden Globe. I want her to have everything, please. She is my... Um, she, I love the Sedera siblings, first of all. Um, yes. Her, her brother, her brother is my favorite writer. Um, and I, she has a show called um, At Home with Amy Sedaris, which is incredible. Um, and Strangers with Candy is incredible. Um, everything she's in is gold. And um, she is the reason why Princess Carolyn is one of my favorite characters, because she has such a distinct co- tone of voice. And also, like, she just does the power woman go-getter, but she does sentimentality really well, too. It's like... So well done. It is. It's amazing. Her her interpretation of Princess Carolyn and like the way she says her words and the way like the, like her her like her energy as the character is just so good. And I think like like Will Arnett was a perfect choice for Bojack. Paul F. Tompkins we already talked about. Using Patton Oswald, it's a lot of just like comedy. You know, these are a lot of comedy stars. Um, there's also J.K. Simmons, who's good in everything he's ever done ever, and I will not accept any any examples of uh, a bad thing that J.K. Simmons has ever done, and I will fight you for it. Okay, so um, <laughs> to kind of explain to anyone who's new here, uh, Megan's favorite character of all time is J. Jonah Jameson. And <laughs> it really is. Uh, and it's, it's it, like, in terms of, like, how well acted it is, it's, I, this is why, um, I know you haven't seen this, Hill. It's, it's, it's not the spoiler of the plot, but they're bringing back J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. Okay. And they're still getting, J- and they're still getting J.K. Simmons to play him, he, but in a he's more like a thousand years old. <laughs> I don't even care. It's a more Alex Jones Infowars kind of character. Oh which no! It's the 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 thing is, J. Like, you know, the character itself is is dated. He's the, he's the editor of a paper. Who reads papers anymore? 
print is dead. No, and uh, but he's wonderful as J. Jonah Jameson in the in the original Spider-Man trilogy, and he's wonderful, and I love him. But he's also in this movie Whiplash, which he won an Oscar for, and he plays an abusive music teacher, which holds very dear to my heart because I've had an a, uh, an acting director who just made me cry all of the goddamn time, and I hated her so much that I had to go to every single one of her classes and prove her wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so and and J.K. Simmons is in this. I think he plays like several different characters. I mean, J.K. Simmons is also a legit ass dude. He's um he's the yellow Eminem, and he's also I, at some point I do want to talk about Avatar. Uh, he's not in Avatar: The Last Airbender. He's in the sequel, The Legend of Korra, and he's phenomenal. I, he's just so good in everything. In 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 uh, BoJack, he plays Lenny Turtletop. Uh, along with bit characters. Like, Patton Oswalt plays uh, Pinky Penguin along with other small characters in the pack. And I, I, when I tell you the quality of actor, I, in the newest season, in the last season, season six, they get Hilary Swank, Oscar-winning actress, Hilary Swank, to play a Justin Bieber-type character. And I, I just want to say that out loud. I needed to say that out loud. (laughs) No, it's, it's brilliant. It's amazing. Lakeith Stanfield plays a bison. It these uh, the quality of the actors in this show is insane. I'm obsessed and I love it. And I'm just here for every part. I mean, Diedrich Batter plays a lot of the smaller bit characters as well. He plays Judah, the assistant. He plays like uh, other small characters. It's just well done. I think as a uh, as anybody who enjoys voice acting. Uh, especially, like, in the new, like, you know, this whole Americanized cartoon thing, like, you know, Rick and Morty. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to classify, like, Simpsons and uh, Family Guy in it, because they're in, I think they're in a separate class. Uh, they're not really, I, kids, I watched Simpsons when I was a kid, so. Um, whereas I would not really put on BoJack for, for my child, uh, because I, she'd, like, watch it and she'd go, um, why are you crying, Mom? And I'd be like, no, it's fine, we're just going to go to the next episode. <laughs> well, it's the whole thing with, like, kind of adult cartoons. Like, yes. um, I mean, Bojack Horseman, uh, not Bojack Horseman, we are talking about Bojack Horseman. Uh, Rick and Morty um, is kind of a weird case because um, Justin Roiland does most of the voices. So, um, but they do also get big names. They get like John Oliver. That is true. Alfred Molina. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alfred Molina, Oscar nominated actor. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every time there's a big name. Um, Oscar-nominated actor, Alfred Molina. Oscar-winning director. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, but it's... it's uh, I think there's just something about BoJack that it's it's one of those shows that... It's like a really nice, like, kind of whiskey. Don't drink it all at once or you're going to get fucked up, guys. And you're going to hate yourself because you went through it too fast. Yeah, you went through you went through too fast. You didn't pick up on certain details. Like, take your time. It's okay. And like, you're going to end up in the bathroom crying over the toilet bowl. So, honestly, just take your time. <laughs> yeah, it's like there there are certain things the show does that are just like not cool. Like, one point that I wanted to bring up is um uh, we're kind of all over the place with this episode, but this is really just more of a general themes and overview episode. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's fine. Um, I wanted to talk about, and I mentioned this during our sort of, uh, before each episode over, like, the connection we talk about, like, what the structure for the episode's going to be. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the time that I was uh, watching the show and realized that it was more than just a funny show. Because... Okay. Up until, um, up until, like, in season one, up until, um, like, uh, 
a certain point, you know, there was the whole showdown in the supermarket. There was like that, like it was absurdist. It was really silly. Um, you had the scene with the baboon and stuff, but you didn't, but you know, that was kind of like a one-off sort of like thing that was very thoughtful. But then, um, Bojack finds out that his former business collaborator, Herb Kazaz, is dying of cancer. And, um, he really, he outed Herb. Like, that's, that's a big thing. Like, he outed Herb, he ruined his life, um, in the 90s. Like, so, yes, big deal. Um... I mean, it's it was a big deal even into the 2000s. Oh, uh, yeah. When Lance Bass came out, uh, a lot of people were making all kinds of fucked up jokes. And I only re- the only reason I remember that is because when I was a little girl, Lance Bass was my favorite member of NSYNC. And so um, it was it, it's it's just it's people are, are absolutely were abhorrent with regards to, um, you know, I, like Lance even said at one point that the reason he came out was because somebody threatened to do it for him. Yeah, no, it's um, it's either out yourself or be outed, and you know, in Herb's case, he was outed, and um, Bojack didn't stand by him. He didn't help him, or I don't know. No, he didn't out him, but he failed to defend him. I think he yes, abandoned, that was it. He ab- abandoned the show. So sorry, everyone, for making a mistake. Um, it's okay. You corrected it within the episode. So yes, okay. I did. Um, so. Uh, so essentially Bojack had a huge hand in ruining Herb's life and, um, Herb is dying of cancer and Bojack says, I'm sorry. And Herb says, okay, I don't forgive you. And Bojack pauses for a second and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, and Herb's like, yeah, I heard you. I don't forgive you. Like, you don't apologize to people expecting to be forgiven. And it was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I'm like a real big fan of the idea that, uh, uh, people who apologize to someone when they're on their deathbed or people who are on their deathbed apologizing for shit they did in their life. Uh, I, I love when movies and TV shows call out that behavior because it is a fucked up trope. And I think, uh, because a lot of movies dealt with it before it was called out. Uh, the idea of asking for forgiveness on your deathbed. And it was romanticized in a heavy way or, or begging for forgiveness when someone else was on their deathbed. And, uh, and I love that Bojack just deals with the idea that you don't get forgiveness because you came to me when I'm dying. That's not how it works. Uh, and, speaking of like that he's voiced by Stanley Tucci and he's amazing Herb is a character like there's a you can see this contrast of because because Bojack thinks about Herb a lot uh it's this it's this character that I think for Bojack really what he did to Herb impacts him every minute of every day I think it's one of those like um I'm trying to think of the right the right structural the right literary device um but it's it's something that it drives Bojack in the sense that it's, it's, it's his it's depression. It's a driving force. It haunts yeah. him, you know. It, exactly. It's haunting him. It's this overarching haunting feeling because he is the reason that Herb suffered so much before getting cancer. He was outed to a large Hollywood, you know, group. He lost his job. He was kind of ostracized from the rest of his friends group and his social circle. And then he's now suffering from terminal cancer. And he, and, was, and he was labeled a pariah because... Um, uh, Horse It Around was like a kid's show, technically. Like, not a kid's show, but it was a family-friendly show. Yes. And... Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, because the idea was, back in the day, was if you're gay, you are therefore some kind of, uh... 
uh, I don't like saying it out loud, but you know, just it, it, people made these insidious associations. Uh, no, I mean, like, I sorry, everyone, sorry that we have to do the, a lot of people think you're a pedophile. If yeah, you're... and that's that's really fucked up. It is. I mean, there's no there's no uh, there's there's no getting past the fact that it's a fucked up association for people to have with regards to a sexuality. That's not how sexualities work. When you're gay, you're not attracted to children. That's not okay. <clears throat> Sorry, no, it's, it's like it's, it's not a sexual. That's not a sexuality. That's a disease. Like it's exactly, not... you're a be- you're a fucking monster if you're attracted to children. And I say that as someone who has a child, and I will fucking murder you. Okay, you're... that's the that's the official dear fandom stance. No, Pedophiles pedophile, can rot. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Um, but anyway, continue. Um, yeah. So, um, and I think Herb later says in. Herb later, like, like says in that, like, exchange, like, just a few seconds later, he's like, and you're going to have to live with that. Like, I'm dead. Like, I'm gone. But mm-hmm. you have to continue to live with that. Yup. You have to continue to live with what you did. And the fact that, like, and the, then the fact that Bojack, the thing is, he's not all bad. Like, you see in, like, like, he's, he's not at all good, but, like. But he's not. All bad. I Bojack is very much in the same category as Rick and Tyler Durden. If you idolize them, you miss the point. Exactly, exactly. And like, and I think with um, with the fandom to just sort of pivot this toward the fandom of the show. I think this is a rare fandom that actually acknowledges the fact that the main character is not a good person, and like, or at least from what I've seen. In I agree. Like, no, no, I absolutely agree. The fandom of Bojack Horseman is far and wide very very like healthy with regards to their mindsets and it's it, it i think we all acknowledge as a group of people like that bojack is not a character to idolize nor is he a character to admire uh and some of the best the best uh parts of the show is when uh you know you you they, they, he has those moments of clarity when he acknowledges what a piece of shit he is and it's it's something that i think is really healthy for a fandom to acknowledge that their ma- that their main character, their their title character, is not a good person. But we still like the show anyway, and we'll watch it because I prefer watching a show where I'm interested to see how this character does eventually like end up. Not because I want him to be happy, but because I want to see what his actions, if they will have consequences. Exactly. I think that's um, uh, that analytic nature. Um, the analytic nature and the wait and see nature is like uh, makes up a lot of the fan base and one of my favorite aspects of this fan base is the fact that there are so many writers and so many media minds in it and there are there is a whole like subcategory of Bojack Horseman videos that analyzes episode breakdowns characters like all this stuff like in depth they're all like 30-40 minutes long I and mean, yeah, to be honest, makes sense. Makes sense. You need, like, you need I've a therapist watched, to go through this. And I've watched some of them, and they're so good. Like, they they bring, like, psychology into it, and, like, literary tropes, and, like, all this stuff. It's so intelligent, and it's so... Ugh. It's not, it's not like, it's not to shit on Rick and Morty, because I love Rick and Morty, but, like... Yeah. It's not like all the guys who think they're Ricks who are actually Jerry's. It's like... <laughs> And we've lost the other half of the audience. Thanks for coming, guys. Listen, listen, worth it. Um, Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, totally. I, no, you're right. Overall, 
Okay, guys, if you feel if you want to post this on the BoJack subreddit to let them know that we like them, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, but I would I would absolutely classify the BoJack fandom as a healthier mindset of people than the Rick and Morty fandom. The Rick and Morty fandom, yeah, you do have those people who are like, Rick is not a good person. I prefer the later seasons because Rick does, uh, Rick does get his just desserts. He does, he does suffer the actions of his con, like the consequences of his actions. Whereas Bojack fans are like, yeah, Bojack's my least favorite character, but it's fine because Princess Carolyn is enough to drive me to watch this show every fucking day. Um. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, Princess Carolyn and Sarah Lynn and, like, so many, like, a lot of the other characters. We haven't even touched on Todd. Um, like- oh, my God. We didn't even touch on Todd. I Not that Todd wants to be touched. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yes. That was a great ace joke. And I'll be here all week, guys, because I'm at home all okay, the time. Okay, <laughs> so Todd, A-plus asexual representation without somebody being asexual without infantilizing them that is was incredible absolutely and he's aaron paul why did i not how did i forget aaron paul? Uh, this is the person who has watched all of breaking bad and el camino and currently every episode of better call saul i'm disappointed in myself and i'm calling myself out megan i'm disappointed in you <laughs> um. but todd is todd is such a good character and todd is another example of somebody's life who bojack has ruined <laughs> exactly I, I mean todd's overarching arc for the entire show though is uh his asexuality and coming to terms with being ace was not even an overarching theme like once he figured out he was ace he's like great that's it like it was it was so lovely in the same way that diane's weight gain from oh hello sweetie she's happy too um the way that diane's weight gain had to deal with um you know she like they were just pe- parts of these people. They weren't the theme of these people. They're parts of them. Your sexuality is not a defining feature in the way. Like your weight is not a defining feature. What you believe in, how you act, like what you say and what you do, those are defining features. And Bojack just hits the nail on the head with regards to that because I. What, some of my favorite parts of Todd is that he's created a dating app called All About That Ace, and I'm just like so upset it's not a real thing. I wish it was. Like, like I'm not even Ace, and like that's so clever. <laughs> like, it it deserves all of the money in the world, and I think uh, Todd's representation as somebody like it's. I, I think with ace characters, uh, a lot of the time they tend to, to they tend to be more, um, you know, uh, I, I feel like it's hard to have a, a male ace character because men are expected to be hypersexual. And Todd just destroys those notions without even trying really and to get a guy like Aaron Paul to voice him. I mean, Aaron Paul, you know, from Breaking Bad, I mean, Jesse was phenomenally well done. And in terms of like, his character, he was very much that, you know, like, ugh, just nasty, like, dripping with, like, masculinity, but in the sense that you're like, can you please go somewhere else? You're annoying me. And and Todd is just the so, so different and so wonderful, and I want to be best friends with Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad he's not a real part. I mean, I also just want to be best friends with Aaron Paul, but I'm just sad he's not a real, like, Todd's not a real person, because Todd just seems the chillest in the world. And, like... None of his friends, like Bojack and Princess Carolyn, because he, he basically hops from couch to couch, which a lot of people have a friend like that in their life. And it's a really accurate d- description of people like that. They're not, they're not 
indigent. They're not people who are, you know, suffering from addiction. They're just kind of like, you know, they're like, hey, I'm doing my thing. I'm having fun. I'm chilling out. Can I sleep on your couch? And you're like, hey, as long as you clean up after yourself. And they're like, you got it. (laughs) And I love it. Todd is the least problematic white man I've ever seen on television and film ever. (laughs) Can we get more of him and less of Patrick Bateman? Seriously. God. I mean, you know, and he's more like realistic man material like if more young men looked up to a guy like him who is just kind of bopping around and doing his thing and figuring out his life and figures it out eventually you know he's not perfect but he's trying yeah yeah and it's it's wonderful it's wonderful to see because todd deserves it and that's the thing is i i i think that at the end of the day bojack has these characters that you want like you go in thinking you're gonna love like i remember starting the show thinking todd was annoying and i didn't like him and bojack was pretty funny and then i ended the show going i fucking hate bojack i love todd and i love princess carolyn and i love diane and i love a lot of these characters who have worked really hard and suffered through a lot of hardships throughout the show and it's it's wonderful to become like that uh entrenched in a plot in a character's uh you know ethos and all that shit and it's wonderful and i love it so much and i'm sad that it's over i am but i'm happy that there's gonna be another season of tuka and birdie on comedy Cent. i think it's adult swim on adult swim yes there is bitch um so, so and i i will say that that oh i'm sorry baby's having a bad time she's we're almost done sweetie i love you um um but but it's tuka and birdie i think is the natural progression of Bojack. Yeah, I know. It's it's a it's a different format. It's a little more surreal. Like Bojack is more grounded in reality, I think. And um it's um it is a show that like it's like, okay, we have these sort of anthropomorphic um we have these anthropomorphic animals. What if we talked about women? And um, Bojack, Bojack, which is like a more gender, like a gender balanced show, but is definitely written more primarily by men. And you can tell. Yes. Like, yes. Um, which is fine. Normally I have issue with it because I frequently have issue with the way that men write women. But um, not that there's a whole subreddit about that shit or anything. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, I don't. She, bre- <laughs> she breasted boobily down the stairs. <laughs> But I, I don't want to go too much into Tug and Birdie because I do want to have its own episode. We will have its own Which episode. I think should be the next episode, so that way we can kind of close off this uh, idea of themes in Bojack compared to themes in Tug and Birdie and how, like, it's it's telling, I think, a little bit that Bojack lasted for six whole seasons and Tuka and Birdie got one. Um, Just a it was little, even though, even though Tuka and Birdie was so well-received. Whereas, whereas Bojack was not well-received at first. It's... You know it what? Wasn't. This is the conversation for the next episode because I'm about to go on for another 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> and another but, thing. And another thing, guys. And like it's it's and that's the thing is Bojack absolutely has good characters and bad characters, just like Tugan Birdie does. However, one of the bad characters happens to be its main title character. Um, and Tuka and Birdie Tuka and Birdie also deals with this idea of a man. Well, technically he's a bird. But a bird but he's man. A, a bird man. Um, but he's a healthy male character for for guys who could watch it and go, oh, that's ch-. like it's the Steven Yoon character. Um, and with like like Todd to look at a character and go, 
So masculinity isn't necessarily defined. Like it's not. There's not this clear cut definition of what is masculine and what is feminine. And like, what's a good? What's what makes a good man and what makes a bad man is really defined. Like like Bojack, I think decides in the end. It's defined by your actions. It's defined by what you do on a daily basis. It's a. It's defined by the steps you take to make yourself a better person, a whole, more whole person, a more complete person. And I think with Princess Carolyn, just to like circle back to her, she decides to. She, I mean, she she wants to do it all. She tries to be this absolute Wonder Woman, and I mean it in the most intense sense of the word. Like, she's she's doing stuff that I'm certain there are plenty of women in this country and other countries who are you know overextending themselves to the point of exhaustion, to the point of like mental break, and and she finds a way to like, you know, be kind to herself, and that's it. Is it's being kind to yourself. Don't these expectations we all give each other, uh, or of ourselves even. It's it's something that like it drives people to you know to the point of like breakdown we all have these moments where we're disappointing ourselves Mm -hmm. and with bojack when he disappoints himself he kind of drinks it away and ignores that feeling i think diane princess carolyn todd they all confront those emotions and they get better and they continue to be better people yeah and i think um your this notion that you're asserting i think is super true this being kind to yourself and i really do think it is the like the thesis statement of the entire show just be kind to yourself. You'll get there. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, it's, even with Bojack, like, even, even he, he does his time, he gets involved in the theater, he, like, he figures it out, and it's not exactly a happy ending, but he's getting there, you know? Like, yeah. he's being kinder to himself. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's not a, recovery's not linear. You gotta take each day as it comes. And if you're doing good now, you just gotta enjoy that feeling and let it ride. Don't expect anything like to, to expect because you're feeling good today you're gonna feel good in five years nobody knows what's gonna happen in five years no i certainly fucking don't um and if you're feeling shitty today it doesn't mean you're gonna be sh- feeling shitty in five years it it's just sometimes bad days happen sometimes great days happen and just enjoy the day for what it is and you know take it and move on and like that that there's this the end scene of the show is uh Bojack and Diane just sitting there and looking at the stars on the on the roof of this house and it's poignant it's poignant in a way that I think everybody who's watched this show can probably look at that scene and go I've been in a similar circumstance at some point in my life Mm -hmm. and it just resonates to the point of like just sitting in silence with somebody who you used to be really close with and maybe you're not as close anymore um you've run into each other at some kind of function or gathering or what have you and it's for a show that has a talking horse and a dog that's got a six pack, it's really well written. <laughs> yeah, and that final moment is like everyone, all of these characters—the talking horses and the dogs with six, pa- six packs—and the and the pink cats who have you know hedgehog babies. Hedgehog babies, you know, like we're all human, you know. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the best. What Aesop. You was a wrote wrote fables in order to express the the, the ideas of humans uh, through animals because we all as humans we relate to an animal on a different scale on a better scale because we'll we'll create kind of good and evil within humans but with animals we we kind of assign no real moral alignment to an animal uh, and I think that's why Aesop's fables were read, written written read to children all the time because children were able to interpret that a lot easier than the story of a man or a woman or, or a child because a, a frog we could understand a, a goat we could understand and uh, 
All right. Well, apparently I've just called, I've just compared BoJack Horseman to Aesop's Fables. So uh, <laughs> if you're a college professor, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a real person. Don't at me. <laughs> well, um, to sort of draw this to a close, I think that all of our childhood tales, so many of our fairy tales, feature animals because to imbue characteristics onto a human like implies a sort of morality and the adult the adult telling the story to the child has these preconceived notions of what a man is what a woman is what a child is but the three bears like the bear family or you know like the billy goats under the bridge or whatever like you can't you don't really imbue animalistic um uh, you don't really imbue like moralistic like properties to them or you can project a some more simplified version of humanity and like get to the real core of it so i agree i think i, I think just overall uh bojack's one of those shows that I, i'm probably going to revisit but you got to take time away from it what i think it's one of those shows that's n- good for your mental health to just like especially if you're in a bad place sometimes you gotta watch something and cry and sometimes you gotta watch something and watch you know like those good episodes those happier episodes um and like the first season definitely is is a like the first season feels like it's part of a different show like they just tacked on for the first season a sitcom (laughs) and then they they were like just kidding it's a it's a different show we've decided to make a show about the human condition (laughs) And you're like, I, but I, I, but I watched it because of the funny jokes. And you're like, yeah, about those. Um, <laughs> about those. Now, a bunch of seriousness. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. I, well, thank you. I'm very happy that we talked about this today. And when we talk about Tuga and Birdie, that's going to be a very different kind of, like, feel as well. That's... So just, just be warned, everyone. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a whole plot arc in that that is really deep. And... Um, very difficult and very relatable for a lot of women. So, um, yep. So yeah, we're um, all just gonna we're just gonna like really just brace ourselves, everyone. There's gonna uh, be get I, a hot chocolate, a blanket. <laughs> I, I will be um, I will be putting a trigger warning before that episode. Yeah, absolutely. So just so you guys are aware, if you want to skip the two getting birdie episode, no hard feelings, but definitely I think it's important that Hillary and I talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so much love to you, and uh, we will see you soon. Absolutely. And remember, it's cold out. Please wear a mask. Uh, socially distance. If you don't need to go out, don't go out. Yeah, don't Just go, go out. outside. Like, nobody, you know what? It's okay. Bed, bath, and beyond can wait. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.